There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Hollywood Life Podcast. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Bonnie Fuller, and we have so much to talk about today. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Yes, we do. Lots of news happening over the weekend and in the last couple of days. And I'm kind of really excited about this new, what looks like a romance between Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny. And fans are really certain that a couple of lines in um, his new song are about her. Yep. About her and that he has dissed her ex, Devin Booker. Yes. So in his new as a feature collaboration, um, he called Coco Chanel, uh, he released on Friday the 17th. And um, he seemingly referred to Devin. He said the sun in Puerto Rico heats up more than the one in Phoenix, which Mm -hmm. notably Devin plays for the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Don't think that that's a coincidence. Obvious. Pretty obvious. Um, and another line said that, uh, he references this dangerous woman whose astrological sign is a Scorpio and Kendall is known to be a Scorpio. So I think it, you know, things are definitely heating up if, uh, he's, he's talking about her in a song. Yeah. And that he's calling her a dangerous woman. And I think he means that as a compliment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think we've got to look up what his sign is so we know whether they are supposedly compatible astrologically. That's true. Um, Well, I think it's really funny, too, just that Devin had recently, like right when these rumors started that Bad Bunny and Kendall were possibly dating, um, that Devin immediately unfollowed Kendall on Instagram. Fans noticed that. So clearly there's some... uh, you know, butting heads going on, maybe. Well, he's probably, listen, she's the one who got away. But from everything we know, he's the one who wasn't ready to make a commitment. And she already had broken up with him once and had had it was had asked him to, uh, you know, spend more time, make more of a commitment, put their relationship kind of at the top of his list of important things in his life. And I guess that he didn't. Nope. So here she is with Bad Bunny. And uh, I'll be interested to see if he has any more music coming out that seemingly references either her ex or her or her family. Um, But clearly she's she's a new muse. Yeah. And listen, it's so interesting. The Carjenner women are you know, involved with either athletes, (laughs) basketball players, football players, or with musicians. Yeah. Look at Kim, you know, basketball player to Kanye, uh, 
Kylie with Travis Scott, uh, Chloe with Lamar, like it, and Tristan. Like they got a thing for these kind of two groups. And she was really, with um, like Harry Styles. Yeah, I was going to say it's not even athletes, it's basketball players. <laughs> Though Kim dated, um, who's a football player that she was pretty serious about uh, before she got into basketball players. Yeah. Before my time, I was very young. <laughs> I'm too young too, but I do I remember. Too young to watch the card. No, um, was it? Um, I want to say I'm thinking of Ray J. I keep wanting to say like Ray Lewis or Ray Rice, and it wasn't. Yeah. It's Ray J that I'm thinking. Yeah, of. another musician. Uh, yes, but uh, no, she Chris Humphreys, obviously basketball. But yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's always nice to be a muse, but. They're, they are saying that the Kardashian curse stands strong since. Uh, <laughs> so the basketball, but only for basketball players. Well, Kim went to, brought her son this past weekend to a PSG game in Paris and Lionel Messi lost his like first game since the world. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so people are really mad at her. Oh no. I know. Um, but and also it is true that. Who's the guy that, um, oh, Harding, uh, that basketball player who dated Chloe. James yeah. Harding. Yeah, that he did not do well when he was with her. And yeah. now he's doing fantastic. Yep. So interesting, interesting. But it seems like Bad Bunny continues to do well despite dating Kendall. So we'll have to, we're keeping our eyes on those two. Um but we, there was some other exciting breaking news that uh, came out today. So Tyra Banks just had announced that she was leaving Dancing with the Stars as a co-host. Um, and it, shortly after that, it was announced today that Julianne Huff would be- Reggie Bush, sorry, Reggie Bush. Oh, there you go, Reggie Yeah, Huff. they were together for a while too. She was pretty in love with Reggie, I think. Yeah. Um, but we've moved on to- Okay, okay. <laughs> We moved on to Dancing with the Stars because Julianne Huff has been announced as the new co-host of the show. She's returning to the ballroom. Her brother, Derek, is still a judge and she will be co-hosting. Well, I'm really excited about this um, because, first of all, I just think Julianne is fantastic. She's an incredible dancer. Yeah, she knows And, that. I mean, she was a judge. Like, she really knows her dancing she knows everything that is dancing with the stars she knows um all about what it's like to be a contestant she knows what it's like to be a judge I mean because I say like a contestant because she's worked with so many contestants she's yeah. been a dancer on the show and so I think she couldn't be a more perfect choice um I've also met her a couple of times and she is lovely she's such a nice person yeah, no, she's done. She's had multiple roles within the show that make her, you know, somebody who's going to be a fantastic host. I do think it's very interesting. You know, um, Aaron Andrews and Tom Bergeron were the hosts for such a long time. There were just no changes and they haven't necessarily been able to really keep a host for a long period of time since um, those two were kind of seemingly fired. Um, so I think it'll be interesting. I really do hope that, um, I think Julianne's so fabulous. Like you said, she's very good at this 
Um, and she's so knowledgeable. Yeah, firsthand exactly what's going on with everybody in that space. So um, I'm excited. I think she's such a force and a great personality. Yeah, she's she's great personality, you know, really has a lot of warmth too. like just she exudes mm. warmth. And also, I think that um, she's going to be a good like she and Alfonso will be a good team. And Alfonso, of course, was a contestant who did very well on the show. And he also, um, you know, is a really warm and outgoing personality. I think the contestants are going to love them, too. Me too. I'm really excited to see who will be on this next season because Dancing with the Stars the last few seasons has brought on some serious star power. Like the Demelios were on this last one. Um, the one before that, they had, um, you know, Iman Shumpert and then uh, Amanda Klutz. Like they've really brought on some yeah. big so I'm interested to see who joins next. Teresa. Yeah, I, I always love to see who the contestants are. And also they have such incredible athletes as well. Yeah. Come on. And yet they don't always, they're not always the ones who win, which is so interesting. Like um, forces, you know? Yeah. Like I really hope that, um, that Julianne still dances during the season. Yeah. I feel like when she was on prior, her and Derek would do like some cool things together. Yeah, and really cool. Perform and um, she is such a great performer. So I feel like it will get some really great Juliana moments, Juliana moments, and we'll get very good outfits. She always. Oh, yes. Outfits. She knows how to bring the glam. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it'll be interesting. And I guess we'll have to also find out. Um, uh, what's it called? Somebody was, uh, I, who's going to replace, um, the judge, uh, what's his name? Oh, right. Um, uh, yeah. The longtime judge, uh, Glenn, 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 uh, Glenn, yeah, Goodman. Glenn yeah. Goodman. Yes. Uh, it, season 31 was his last season. So they haven't announced yet who would be replacing him as a judge. And right, I don't know. Karen- Carrie Ann is back, Carrie Ann Aniba. And Carrie Bruno. Ann Aniba, Bruno Tonioli, and Derek Huff are three the three judges. You know, I wonder if they'd bring on like Paula Abdul. That would be cool. Janet Jackson, like someone who like Whoa. knows her stuff, but like is a fresh new face. However, it is nice to have somebody that knows ballroom. Like you kind of have to know ballroom if you're judging, which Paula would be good at. Well, Janet, isn't she got a tour on too, Janet Jackson? Yeah. I think she's starting a tour. So we may long to see her on the show, but I think she's going to be out doing her own thing. Now, I am curious. I just thought about this. Mark Ballas. Yes. Came on and he left. Yes. Again, he'd he be a great judge too. Retirement from dancing. I wonder if he just announced that because he'll be coming on as a judge. And I wonder if they made him come back for one more season after being off for so long because they knew that they wanted him to be on the show for a second before becoming a judge again. You know, that's possible. I mean, he would be a great judge. We interviewed him. Or no, he didn't win because Amon won. He's won. Or no, they won. They won. Charlie won. Yeah. And he, he would be a fantastic judge. I mean, talk and he and Derek and Julianne basically grew up together. Yeah. Like they they're trained all together. Friends. Yeah. Because his mom was training all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I just sort of thought, well, I wonder about Val, Val Chermofsky. Yes, but he's still, uh, he's still dancing. He's still a prom. Oh, wait, then Maxim. I get them confused always. Oh, yeah. Maxim's older, but he's still. Well, he's, he's still dancing. either. No, I know. He's not retired, but I mean, he was on the show for many seasons. He knows ballroom. He's opinionated. He sometimes locked heads with some of the judges, but now he'd be, if he came back, he'd be a judge. So he could be interesting also. Yeah. He's still a pro on the show though. Max and Val are still both pros. The only other, you know, Jenna just had a baby. Maybe she'd want to come on as a, as a judge instead of dancing again. She does pregnant. She would be a good one. Maybe Mm -hmm. Um, it would be nice to have a woman because they already have two men. One Like it would be nice. Um, maybe they'll do one of those kind of like round robin things where they just have like one, a rotating judge every week. Yeah. Guest judges. Mm-hmm. Well, in any case, I can tell that you and I are going to be watching. I think we're definitely going to be watching. And now it's on <laughs> Disney plus very interesting. It'll be a new, uh, I I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. Um, I really do like that show. So, um, speaking of new things to come though, the little mermaid. Uh, starring Halle Bailey is due out in May. And I actually just had a really wonderful conversation with her. Um, And I just really admire her positivity and her grace as the trailer for the, for the movie was revealed at the Oscars. And it has been flooded with 1.2 million dislikes on. That makes me so upset. I Um, thought. I love the trailer. I thought it was fantastic. I thought she looked like sounded her voice. Amazing. I think she's going to be spectacular Mm -hmm. and who cares that whatever tradition, you know, was upset. Like, why is that even, why does that need to be a tradition? Right. Um, It's, very like since the beginning her role in this has been met with racist backlash mm-hmm. um, and upon talking to her you know she auditioned for this role when she was 18 she's about to turn 23 in a wow. few she's like they've this has been such a long time coming and it was just so upsetting to think about she's done that she's been in this role for essentially four and a half years and to see your work come to fruition and this beautiful trailer be released and have it be flooded with hate is just so horrible. Horrible, horrible. And but I think it it it's not really just about her. It's about what the whole country's going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is so much hate right now, and there's so much um, you know hate, and there's anti-Semitism, and you know, attacks on different minorities, like we're really going through um, a really bad time for the country. And so I don't think it's about her per se. I think she's getting, she's a victim of something that's even bigger. And that's very sad in our politics right now. Absolutely. Um, And Josh Gad, who was obviously in, uh, he's he's a big Disney guy. He was in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. He was in uh, the Frozen. 
Uh, he was Olaf and Frozen. He's just obviously so <laughs> beloved. And he's very outspoken. He's Jewish um, yep. and very outspoken on Twitter. And he wrote the other day, um, imagine being so broken and pathetic in life that your chief concern is the skin color of dot, 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 a make-believe singing mermaid. Yep. I mean, yep. seriously, it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I couldn't agree with him more. What I said to her when I talked to her was that I Ariel's my favorite, my favorite uh princess. Obviously, she's red hair. And it was for me, <laughs> I'm seeing, and, and this is like so minuscule when I say this. For me, it was the first time seeing a redhead on my TV. And that was really special for me. It it was like, oh, this is something I'm I could be a princess. And I remember feeling that way. And so for the young women of color and these, these um what she, what Hallie represents in this role is it's even so much greater than that, obviously. And it's so um, profound and beautiful and, and pressure for her already. She probably feels that for this hate to try to override that, you know, what I can tell people is that she's not letting that happen. Good. She so is glad. What did she say? So great. Um, she just said that she said that she spoke to her mentor, Beyonce, about it, oh, um, great. which Beyonce told her, she said, to stand in her power. And so she is, she said, when Beyonce tells you to do something and gives you a direction, you do it. And so <laughs> we'd that, all do it. <laughs> we'd all do it. Right. And so that's yeah. her um, biggest challenge and also just what she's been trying to do. She's just been trying to stay in her own race and mentality. She said that playing the role of Ariel has given her courage that she didn't have before. Um, and that she looks so much beyond um, the hate that she's Good. receiving because she just feels immense gratitude to be able to be that inspiration for the people who are enjoying it and looking to her. Well, good for her. I'm so glad that she's able to um, handle this so gracefully and to not take it to heart because it isn't about her. It's mm -hmm. not personal. It's about people that are full of hate and that are very sad people. And it's no reflection on her. And I can't wait to see the movie. And I know you can't wait to see the movie. And millions of, of people and little girls and boys and and non-binary people are yeah. really going to look forward, to, are looking forward to seeing her film. Definitely. And at the end of the day, like Josh Gad said, it is a movie about a mermaid whose voice is taken away because she wants to see a man. And it's a love story, it's, you know, like, and I the hope the, I just hope the story to watch. Yeah. And I just hope the ending has that there's been, you know, kind of some playing with the ending because the ending of the actual fairy tale is really sad. And that, you know, that she, that the little mermaid gives up so much for the man she loves and she doesn't get his love. And she's just, and she's lost. So I really hope that there's kind of been a more powerful, empowering ending. Yeah. In the movie, 
that I watched, the Disney movie, the um, ending is, is a lot better, but she still does kind of give up her family to be on land with Prince Eric. But maybe she can do a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no man is worth that, right? <laughs> no man is worth you giving up your feet and your family. Yeah. And your voice. That's and big- your voice. Yeah. All those things. Um, but I'm excited to see it. And I'm sure Melissa McCarthy is going to be amazing as Ursula, Debbie Diggs as Sebastian. <laughs> uh, it's just going to be fun. So everybody calm the F down. <laughs> <laughs> totally calm the F down. Um, okay. Just before we go, I just want to kind of shout out to um, about Ben Affleck and his new Hollywood Reporter interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, he talks about a lot of things because he's got a new movie coming out about Michael Jordan. And, um, you know, he he he's very forthcoming in this. But what I loved about the interview is that he brings up his wife. And of course, we all know who his wife is, Jennifer Lopez, like three times. And and every a single lot. time it's about saying you know, just lovely complimentary things. It's like, he couldn't help himself to like, he couldn't help himself bringing up in the conversation, the woman that he loves so much. And I'm so happy for them that after 20 years, they found their way back to each other. Yeah. I loved when he addressed um, the viral Grammys memes when everybody thought he looked bored and it was actually like, he was joking with, it was this and how he called it too. He said it was like a little husband and wife jokey thing that I was like, wait, when the camera comes to you, I'm going to leave. Like, it's just going to be you and Trevor. And she was like, do not freaking leave me. <laughs> you know, it was like a funny thing. And he was like, oh, and they yeah. kind of got that on camera. Um, and so I, I like how playful they seem and just how happy they seem and like a great team. Yeah. Their work, especially. Yeah. I mean, he said that she's like just brilliant at social media and she's taught because he doesn't do social media. She's taught him a lot about it. And she Mm -hmm. looks at his scripts and has great suggestions. So sweet. They're so in love. I know. I'm so, I can't imagine like Bonnie, you've seen them come together, go apart, come back together, like through your career. That must just be to see them together like this. And this happy ending for them is awesome. It's so awesome. And of course, I've interviewed Jennifer, I guess, like at least three times, maybe more. And I like her so much and respect her. And I'm so glad that she's finally found true love. Absolutely. Anyway, well, I'm romantic. We love it. We love to see it. Um, well, guys, make sure you stick around for our amazing interview with Jenny Garth. She talks all about 90210, possibly back the show, uh, and so much more. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening to. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
to our Hollywood chat. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast and I am hosting today with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. Yes, so excited to be here. So excited for our very special guest. But yes, we've got a really special guest and I have to say that you know, she's a friend of the show. She's been on our podcast before. And I grew up with her mm-hmm. uh, professionally because I've been covering her since this, almost the start of her TV career. So without further ado, let's everyone welcome Jenny Garth. Hi, Jenny. Hello, ladies. Hello. Um, hello. Now, it's so nice to be here again. Oh, well, we're yes, so, happy so to great you. to have you back. And talk about ladies, you have been a busy lady. Um, now, I, you know, one thing, like I said, I feel like I, I, and I know I've been covering you for most of your professional career because, of course, I was the editor of YM and we were like obsessed with 90210. And mm-hmm. the thing is, your fans are still obsessed. You and your BFF, Tori, do a podcast every week. Um, or recapping episodes Recap, of the show. Right? But don't you have a 90s con coming up this weekend where you're going to be meeting with fans? <laughs> yes, well, that is the truth. We have the most amazing fans from the original Beverly Hills 90210. Um, these people, you know, grew up with us basically. And like you, have followed all of our careers from the very beginning. Uh, through all of our different projects, both independently and together as as the original cast, you know. Uh, so we have, uh, like you said, Tori and I do 90210OMG, the podcast, which is a really fun rewatch podcast. We're That's in our fourth great. season um, and we have no intention of slowing down. There were 10 seasons of, of the original show, so we're busting right through all the way. And we're very excited about that partnership with iHeart. It's been a lot of fun. And we are all, a lot of us, uh, one, four, four or five of us are coming together at the upcoming big uh, 90s con that's happening this weekend, this coming weekend uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. So um, I've, you know... I've been to these things before and it's not, you know, it's not as fun when the whole cast isn't together. This time I'm really excited because uh, it's, you know, Jason's supposed to be there, Shannon, Tori, Ian, me. And I think that's uh, it, but it's going to be just really nice to reconnect with not only the fans first and foremost, but with the old cast. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you, when you, it's a reconnection, do you see like, who are you in touch with all the time? I mean, you and Tori, obviously, but do you, um, I notice Brian Austin Green isn't, isn't coming, but he's got like five kids right now to take care of. So. <laughs> I'm so does Tori. I mean, yeah, got, they both have a lot of kids to take care of, but I don't know uh, Brian's schedule or what he's doing sorry my dogs are all going this one right now it sounds like I live in a dog kennel but I don't um uh yeah so it's just uh I I talk to Ian um we have we get together my husband has a a bar in uh East Los Angeles and Ian and I it's called the Douglas and Ian and I meet up there and we you know sit around and laugh and just catch up on old times and those are my favorite 
those, I, I just love, you know, dinners like that and, or just like hangouts like that, you know? Uh, so I do that a lot with I and Jason lives out of town. So I don't see him very much, but, um, I follow him on Instagram and I, you know, watching, it's so fun watching Gabrielle's kids grow up and Jason's kids grow up and Ian's girls grow up and Brian's family just keep multiplying, you know? Yes. And so, and then of course, Tori and all her kids, it's just, it's like uh, one ginormous family and anytime getting together is like a reunion and it's just feels good. Like, you know, fills your heart because, so you know, fun. as we get older, like we start to <clears throat> really take note of, of our lives and where our journey has taken us. And, and we are able to sort of look back on things and, and, and be introspective about a lot of stuff. And as I get older, I really uh, appreciate so much more the journey that I've been on, that I've been blessed to be on and just really take stock of it all and, and realize the impact that it's had on my life, which has impacted, you know, my daughters. And I wouldn't have any of this. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it weren't for the trajectory of my life and my career. And one of the big points of that was Beverly Hills 90210 for 10 years of my young adult life. And, you know, the bonds that we all created during that time, just really, you know, appreciating all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and when you guys do all get together, um, you know, of course, Luke Perry was in your cast. Um, how do you, you know, kind of continue to honor him? And is that like a topic of conversation and something that kind of comes up? I know that when he's on um, in episodes on the show and you and Tori are watching, it's very emotional. Yeah, it's difficult. I'm able to, on on the podcast, I'm able to sort of detach uh, from my personal relationship with him. And I'm really watching the show as a fan now. Um, so I'm able to get through it in a way that I'm not able to get through, you know, just looking at pictures of him from my personal life or, you know, it's just still Mm -hmm. raw I don't think it's never going to be a raw emotional reaction to the thought of it of him not being here um as far as like the cast <clears throat> I, there's this like underlying um there's a string that attaches us all and, mm -hmm. a, and a, a deep love for someone that loved all of us so deeply and that we each loved him so deeply so whenever we're together there's that connection that is so much stronger than I think other casts that I've been a part of or, or that other people have been a part of. And um, it's like, he's there with us when we're together, each of us feel his presence, his arms around us as a big group hug. Absolutely. It's as if he's with us. Mm, Why special. do you think that mm -hmm. the, the show has resonated with so many generations and you know, you now are, like reconnecting, like you said, these fans have grown up with you, but you're getting new fans all the time. Why do you think that it has had that connection with so many people? A good number of years to really think about that and wonder myself because there's so many shows that come and go and who cares, you know, like, mm -hmm. but our show, because of, uh, I think it came out in 1990 
there was no cell phone. There was no um, DVR. There was no on-demand. You know, there was no internet. It was a very, uh, you had to be in front of your TV at a certain time, unless you had a VCR, <laughs> which not everybody did. Um, and it was like appointment television and that just doesn't exist anymore. And I think that the impact that sitting together with whether it was a family watching the show together or whether it was parties, they had viewing parties with like their college roommates or their high school friends. It was that those moments in time that are, are forever frozen in people's memories as just really great fun and, um, you know, and also, you know, such kudos to the producers and the writers because they developed characters and to the actors because we had a lot to do with the development of the characters as the show progressed and just bringing our own whatever to the character. Um, they really created characters that people felt for, they related to, they um, they were going through similar experiences, even though they lived in Wichita, Kansas or Berlin, you know, that didn't matter teens were going through the same thing and teens needed to have a voice and they needed to have sort of a platform where they could come together and support one another and hear each other's stories. And that's what the show was. It was like basically the MySpace for, <laughs> for young people before, before the MySpace existed, I guess, or whatever they're called now, Facebook. I don't know. I think <laughs> so that's a great point. Up. Sorry, go ahead, Allie. No, I was just going to say, I think that's a great point about appointment TV because it creates also like conversation and connection amongst your audiences. And mm -hmm. it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily exist anymore because everyone just sits and binges it. So there's no yeah. way, there's no like time to time. almost like yeah. digest what you just mm -hmm. saw and really think about it and takes like importance. Right. right. They, the people, our viewers had a week to definitely talk it all out and right. do it over yeah and 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 our fans are still to this day the fans of the show that the, when you got together with a group of friends or your family to watch the show there's still that same group of people is still talking about the 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 storylines and the impact that it had so those connections with those people that you had when you watched a show with them back in the 90s you still hang out or know or talk to those people those same people and you can like dive into a conversation about oh my god remember when kelly did that thing or whatever like it, it's so fresh in people's minds yeah it's amazing well congratulations to all of you <laughs> thank you something that has had such a, an, a, like an emotional impact on so many people. Now you've mentioned a couple of times, you mentioned the word aging. <laughs> and I have to say you look so unaged. You look so fabulous. Thank like, you. Right now, look like our, our Jenny that we've always, <laughs> but you've had to cope with um, something called osteoarthritis as mm -hmm. you've aged. And, you know, I don't know that our, audience, you know, knows what that is, if you want to tell them, but also because I think, you know, as, as we all age, we run into physical things we don't expect. And how are you coping with that? I see you on your Instagram, you're working out, like you're doing everything. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be holding you back. So what's, what have you done and what's helped yeah. you? Yes. Well, I, it was a wake up call. My diagnosis I think with any diagnosis, when you have an ailment, you go to the doctor and they tell you what's wrong with you. You're like, what? How could that be? But for sure, when I heard 
the word osteoarthritis, I thought they were mistaken because that's something that older people get. And I didn't feel like I was ready for that, but it does definitely run in my family. And then, you know, through studying it and researching it, it osteoarthritis can affect young people in their teens and it doesn't matter what age you are. So that's sort of a stigma that goes with it. Um, and for me, it's about knowledge and, and, uh, from knowledge, then you, can prevent and you can correct things. Um, working, I'm working with a, a product called Voltaren and we're doing some great work with um, caregivers and just raising awareness about osteoarthritis and how to treat it with their pain gel that they have, a great product that I use. That well, is I actually just, use that too myself. So many people use it. Yeah. I hear this all the time. Yes. People don't talk about it. Oh, let me get my arthritis pain gel out. You know, my uh, my Voltaren, but it's it's true. A lot of people use it. Um, it's great for works out, gets muscle aches. Yeah, so for no sure. What your age? Like it, it's very, mm -hmm. it's soothing, yeah. soothing. It really helps. Yeah, so I think it's just about uh, you know learning about great products like Voltaren pain gel, and also uh, learning about what you can do to prevent. Uh, the progression of things, slow the, the clock down a little bit and just take better care of yourself. So I'm super interested in all facets of healthcare, um, age, uh, aging, not prevention, because that's unrealistic. We're all aging. It's going to happen. And we just have to be gentle with ourselves and loving and kind to other people who are going through it. And um, you know, share the information. So I love to be able to do that. And, you know, being a public person or celebrity or whatever you want to call it, I'm able to use this platform to do things like that. So, um, so osteoarthritis is something I talk about caregiving, the importance of caregivers and um, talking it's about that. Mm -hmm. Is osteoarthritis, is it a thinning of your bones? Like, is it um, like a thinning, but you get aches. What I know what osteoporosis is, and that's that is a thinning. What is? No, it's not. It's not the same as thinning. It's it's um it's uh something that attacks the joints, and I would have to defer to a special. Like I don't want to say the wrong thing when it comes to things like this. So if you know, I don't want to speak out of turn, but um it is in the same family, you know. And there's so many things that you can do to prevent it and to correct it. Is that why we see you doing lots of working out? Yes, of course. Like for me, the most important thing is to keep moving. There are days when I just don't, I don't want to do anything. Like I just want to hang out in bed or on the couch, you know, and just be lazy, but you got to keep moving. If you slow down it for a few minutes, that's okay. You know, give yourself that, that freedom to take care of yourself when you need to. But for me, it's about continuing to move. I, I work out with a trainer. I work out with like weights. Uh, two mm -hmm. or three times a week. I'm always walking. I play golf, which keeps me very physically active, very mentally uh, in tune with like the ability to control my mind and my thoughts, which is super important, I think, to ugh, every aspect of mental wellness. Um, and um, big into, you know, heart health, brain health, and all, all the things that I can do to get more knowledge about all of that. But big thing for every everybody out there, and especially to help with osteoarthritis, is to keep moving. And it seems like you, if you have arthritis, you're like, oh, I shouldn't move around as much. I shouldn't do that. And it's the exact opposite. You got to 
push through that, use the gel when you need to push through the pain and it will get better. Mm -hmm. And you talk, as you said, about being a caregiver as well. And I think we mentioned this a little bit last time when we discussed um, how important it is to take care of yourself. So then you can take care of others. Is that kind of what you've found as well? And what this um, campaign is all about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that as a mom, as a, a, you know, you can get burnt out real quick if all you're doing is focusing on other people. And that's my nature for sure. And and so many other women out there is to, I got to do everything and I've got to make sure everybody's got what they need and they're taken care of. And then before you know it, it's time to make dinner. And then you're like, I got to make dinner. And then, you know, then you, right. you have maybe no time for you. You're exhausted by the end of the night. And so you've, you've literally taken no time for yourself throughout the day. So for me, I have to schedule it in to not only my daily schedule, but my weekly schedule. So I look at it and I say, where am I taking care of myself? Where am I exercising? Where am I getting like, a, you know, mental, like a, a time to just sort of decompress and collect myself. And, and I think that's almost equally as important as being physically, you know, active is, is taking care of your mental capacity. Um, and it's, you know, connecting that time that we need as people to not only just connect with our kids and the people who are like sucking us dry, <laughs> but like to like <laughs> actually, that, con- yes. actually connect with people <laughs> that are giving us stuff, you know, because we give, give, give all day long. And soon you're like, oh my God, I'm just a shell of a human being. <laughs> so it's really important. And caregiving ties into that, you know, because when our parents get older or someone we love gets older, they need us. And if, if, you know, and so often caregivers are suffering with their own stuff, their own physical, mental stuff, you know, and we don't talk about that with the caregiver because we're so focused on the sick person. Um, So this is a nice opportunity that Voltaren has done to really shine a light on caregiving and the importance of it and, and the important, you know, it's important to acknowledge those people. Now, how mm-hmm. did you and um, it because you do you are doing all of these things? How did you and Tori um, find the time and decide to create a home collection? You've got a BFF collection, and it's it's so cute. And you yeah. sell QVC. Uh-huh, and we do inspired by you know things in your in your own homes. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the li- the line is a home decor line. Um, we we partnered with QVC and started developing and we just started with one room and we're just systematically moving through the, our homes thinking, what do we want to see in our homes? And we're kind of pulling inspiration from our 33, four year friendship um, and just all the amazing things that we have, you know, seen and been exposed to and, you know, all the beautiful design out there and, and pulling it all together for women and people to have in their homes and they can just kind of have a little bit of glitz, a little bit of Beverly Hills, you know, added to very um, usable, very um, products that could help them in their home. Like we have a lot of storage things, a lot of like little jars and and ottomans and a bar cart. Like there's some really great fun products out there. And we've just had so much fun designing everything 
and um, the whole manufacturing process and getting everything just to right where we wanted it. And then launching it on QVC. We did that in January, which was so fun. And we're really looking forward to we have another drop coming, another collection coming in July, which will be, you know, the big QVC Christmas in July collection. So very excited about that. Um, and before we let you go today, Jenny, I, you know, we had talked last time, I think that the 90210 kind of reboot that you guys had done had been canceled and you were kind of That's looking for maybe for it. Um, has the podcast kind of fulfilled that void that maybe you were feeling about it? Or do you still want to kind of return to TV or movie uh, with the franchise? Well, you know, I've always said I'll never turn my back on it. So I'm always open to discussions about it. You know, we, um, Tori and I created the BH90210, which was a reimagination uh, mm. of a reboot. It wasn't really a reboot. We didn't right. play our characters. We had planned to move into that in later episodes, but then Fox decided that would be a six, a limited series. So we were, we were like, okay, we'll just pivot. Um, and then we, we said, let's do the podcast and you never know. I mean, the fans are very vocal that they want, uh, you know, a real reboot with us playing our original characters later in life. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Nothing's in the works right now, but there's always a little rumbling. I sure hope so. Because I mean, even look at that 90s show. Well, it was the 70s show yeah. and now they've got yeah. the 90s show and you've got original characters coming in uh -huh. and it's really fun and it's doing really well. So I'm really, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody works with you. I mean, yeah. it makes so much sense. You've got it's such a big fan base. It's yeah. We'll see. Who knows? It, stranger things have happened. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> very, very true. Frost. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining the Hollywood Life podcast today. Um, it's always such a pleasure to have such you. Yeah, it's so nice to see both of you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Come back with other news that you've got. You bet. Yes, maybe you'll come back because you are announcing <laughs> a <new> movie. <laughs> um, and uh, we we'll look forward to breaking so the news with you. Oh, cool. Thank you guys so much. So nice to see you both. Nice to Me see too. you and viewers, you know, like our, uh, our podcast and subscribe and we will have more fabulous guests like Jenny Garth. Bye, Jenny. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.